Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence, the 400th episode. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough, and we managed to get someone else other than just me and Brennan. We have returning <laughs> co-host of the show, Matt Basta. How have you been, Matt Basta? Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. <laughs> A resounding meh. You know, you know who else I've got here with me? I've got Dubs, if you can believe that. No, Jesus. I don't. I genuinely and, and don't believe that. I have Joe <laughs> from the first episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, for anybody who's new, uh, we're going to try to be a little bit uh, nostalgic and reflect on the fact that this podcast has been going for 400 years. Uh, 400 years. 400 it feels years. that way. <laughs> well, there, there is a reason I said that by accident. So... But no, what's interesting is I feel like I never anticipated the show to go that long, let's be honest, but I feel like each one of us has seen a big transformation, particularly Matt Basta. You're, like, freaking huge now, dude. You're a freaking monster, like, going to the gym and you're just, like, super beefy. (laughs) Physically huge. Um, Yeah, no, he's, like, a freaking (laughs) superhero. Uh, I mean, I I, I don't know if I would self-describe that way, but, you know. Yeah, no, you are, dude. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then, Bren, uh, you've kept the job, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 hold on. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the thing. I'm just teasing. Uh, at the beginning of the show, it was initially going to be us trying to make a video game. That never ended up happening. And then, yeah, it just became this goofy show that it is now. But, uh, yeah, Basta, is there any kind of update you want to give us before we maybe talk about the games we've been playing? Oh, Basta, boy. Smooth. Um. Get, uh, up, updates on things. I, I mean, I, I I feel like I don't really give Pinecast updates when I'm on the show anymore uh, for for a multitude of reasons. Number one, because Pinecast updates happen so much more frequently than I'm on this show these days. It seems like, <laughs> um, but also because I, I feel like our listeners aren't the the Pinecast users that they used to be. Not Listen, I don't them. know what we our listeners are. We don't are. care what the listeners are into <laughs> these days because there's like three of them. Yeah, that's they that's listen very to fair. me talk about fair. Harry Potter trading card game and Bren uh, talk about the Binding of Isaac. So yeah, for if they're months. here for that, they might be interested in Pinecast. You never know. Yeah, it's I mean, I've, I've been working on upgrading um, the tip jar. The tip jar is a feature I added back in 2017, and it's received very little love, uh, <laughs> especially for. Um, the subscribers. If you're a subscriber to a podcast, you get a little miniature dashboard, and it has been lacking. That's a that's yeah. a very <laughs> good term. Uh, and to all the folks who subscribe to podcasts, I'm very sorry that that little dashboard that you get is both confusing and e- extremely minimalist. Um, and so that's uh, quickly changing, and it's becoming much nicer and cleaner and. It looks like a website that is run by a real company and not just some schmuck <laughs> in an apartment in Chicago. Nice. Um, so, I mean, I got that going for me. Um, l- I will, little, I would, little things. I would argue. There. How many? How many podcasts do you actually give money to? Because for me, it's none. So it me wouldn't be personally. Yeah, I mostly. I actually don't contribute to any Pinecast podcast, which is perhaps a bad thing. Um, <laughs> bad thing. To yeah. What about least. this show? Best well, how many do you listen to that actually use our own platform? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, very few. Um, although there are some that I subscribe to, but most of them post very infrequently. Uh, I'm looking at you. Press continue podcast. Yeah. God um, damn it. <laughs> they were but, back uh, for a little bit there. I think yeah, I have they, faith. 
they they there is a little shimmer of uh, a return to posting regularly and and that. Well, I'm that's actually Adam. Really? Yeah, well, no, uh, okay. I play entirely on Adam. If you're going to shout out Adam, I have to shout him out too. The reason maybe uh because he has a new podcast called Three Three Thirds Game Nerds and uh yeah, there's three hosts, he's one of them. So if that's if you have any any interest, I'll try to put a link in our show notes cuz yeah, we might have to have some of them on the podcast before we wrap up the show. I mean, in all honesty, I was really just listening to Press Continue for Britney. So if Britney is oh, a, a new <laughs> Fair show. Enough. Sorry, like, Adam. You know, I'm fast to coming out with this Adam, favorite. I'm sorry. Damn. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I, lo- I love Adam and his um, salty takes, yes. I guess. <laughs> I love it. You um, are not one to judge The king of salt. Yes. hot salty takes. No, I mean, that's why I love it. I like the salty takes. This is you what have, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, do you have one right now? We could be, do uh, Bass's hot takes. Bass's hot takes. Um, mm. What's your views on topical politic issues? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, uh, one th- one thing that one thing that's really been salting my onions. Uh, oh, you guys have heard about NFTs. Oh boy, yeah, yes. NFTs. Let's talk about the blockchain for a minute. So, <laughs> all right, Dogecoin. We held off because me and Doug are what you would call in layman's <laughs> terms idiots. Yes. So, <laughs> so Do- Dogecoin is actually another good topic. Right I actually now, have a whole bunch of Dogecoin. I've got like eight hundred Dogecoin. Damn. Um, And the reason why I have it is back in 2013, I was living in Mountain View, California, and my Windows computer, which is on the floor next to me, not plugged in, dented from moving twice, (laughs) uh, three times, uh, covered in dust. Uh, It has, in in 2013, it had a decent graphics card, um, and it's got a really nice CPU. It's um, six cores with hyper-threading, which is 12 logical cores. Um, These are words. And what that meant was I could mine cryptocurrency with it fairly effectively. And these days, you know, this computer would be blown out of the water, right? Like, you, you, you have to buy a special rig with, like, a dozen high-end graphics cards to even begin to produce anything notable but at the time the community was so much smaller that my you know what is now a dinky computer was actually quite good mm-hmm. um i mined a full bitcoin one full bitcoin with Ooh. my computer from scratch which meant i didn't pay money to get a bitcoin um and when i realized that i wasn't going to be able to do that again i was quickly reaching this point where it was asymptotically difficult for me to actually mine a second one i said fuck it um i'm gonna mine dogecoin because it's funny uh and i did it as a joke and i have a a a wallet on this computer that's not plugged in sitting here in the corner dented broken (laughs) um with like between 800 and 900 dogecoin and dogecoin at the time was like 0.005 cents yeah, is it now like closer to forty cents or something? It was uh, this past week up at forty cents. Right now, or at least yesterday or the day before, when I checked, it was at like twenty five cents. It fluctuates pretty dramatically. Yeah. We're gonna see these fluctuations. Dogecoin was literally invented as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. 
it, it came about in a time where like Bitcoin was gaining in popularity and the price of Bitcoin was so low um, in like ones, tens of dollars that um, folks just thought it was funny. You know, it was like internet money and, and you could make your own, right? Like you could just take the code from Bitcoin and change it and make your own thing and call it whatever you wanted and make it work however you wanted. And so Dogecoin came along and people were mining it because it was a funny thing to do and it, you know, didn't really require that much compute power to like actually mine a substantive number of them. So I have a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. And I swear to fucking God, if I have to dig out the SSD from this computer and then decrypt it and then find the fucking wallet file and then decrypt that and then go and get these coins off of the Dogecoin blockchain and move them into fucking Coinbase and then pay capital gains tax to be able to get that fucking money, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, but when, <laughs> when it hits $420.69 per Dogecoin, you probably will want to do it at that point. I've good news you know, and bad news, Basta. Good news is you don't have to do anything. And this is true. Is, I could just let that money gone. rot. I I refuse, however, to take any sizable amount of money that's just sitting on this computer worthless and just let it be there. Like I will pay the tax, right? Like I will put the forty percent tax or whatever to the IRS, fine, sure, take my money, you know, do whatever. But if it ends up being like over a thousand dollars, you can bet your fucking ass <laughs> that I am going and, and taking care of this. But I will be furious that <laughs> market forces have driven me to, to this natural conclusion. Anyway, an NFT. So I'm gonna give you the the 30 to one 30 second to one minute long explanation that I give about the blockchain every time I talk about it. The way the blockchain you. works, it is decentralized consensus. And what this means is everybody in the world who uses Bitcoin runs a computer and all these computers have to agree on every Bitcoin transaction that's ever taken place, right? And so they do this by solving these Sudokus, right? And the computer that solves the Sudoku first wins, and what this does is it mines a new block. And so this computer wins and then they get to say, everybody who wants to put a new transaction, right? You want to trade a Bitcoin with somebody else or you want to put some arbitrary data into the into the block, let me know. And then they wait for everybody to send their, their trades and their data and whatever else in. Mm -hmm. It costs a little bit of Bitcoin in exchange. Um, and then... This computer that won the lottery sends out their block to everybody else that's running a computer that mines Bitcoin, and then everybody starts solving Sudokus again to mine the next block, right? And so it's one block, everybody gets into agreement, then the next block. And what this does is it creates a ledger, right? So from the dawn of time, from the first Bitcoin block that was ever mined up until now, it's this long chain of transactions, right? And everybody who's running Bitcoin has this long chain of transactions, it's like it, like a business ledger, right? Like I sold this amount of money and this person paid me, uh, you know, this. And then I bought this thing. And so this amount of money went out. And it's the same thing with Bitcoin. One big long file, basically, and it has every transaction that's ever taken place. An NFT is a piece of arbitrary data stored on the blockchain. Now, the reason why this works is because you can just put text. You can pay money to say to that computer that won the Bitcoin lottery with their solve Sudokus. You can say, hey, put this message to my dead grandma on the blockchain or, you know, put this as key art of, you know, Donald Trump farting 
onto the blockchain, whatever, right? Like you could just pay money to do it. What these people are doing is they're saying, I want to pay money to put a record of my ownership, a deed, if you will, on the blockchain. Now, this is stupid for a number of reasons. Number one- I'm already confused. Yep, a little bit, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, so the idea is you can put any bit of data that you want, right? Okay, so I can put this episode of this podcast on there. You could. It's it's very costly to store information on the blockchain because you've got to bear in mind the blockchain itself is quite large to begin with. And these individual transactions cost, you know, let's say $50. You know, if you want to move $1,000 of Bitcoin, it's going to cost $50. Well, that's just like you know, one sentence worth of text, basically. So if you want to put this whole episode, it's going to cost you like $150,000 or something. Damn. Worth it. All right, we're going to start a GoFundMe. (laughs) So there's not a lot of space, right? Like you're you're very limited in the amount of information that you can store, and it costs a lot. You have to basically pay this computer that won the Sudoku lottery to to do this for you. And they're saying, well, so-and-so is going to pay me 50 bucks to put their $1,000 Bitcoin transaction on the blockchain. What are you going to pay me? And so, you know, it, 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 it's not like you can just put whatever you want because of the cost. But, you know, are, if you had enough money and you were willing to put the money in, you could do it. So what these people do is they say, well, in ex- I will pay the money to put a deed, my ownership of some arbitrary thing, this JPEG, this, you know, PNG file, whatever, on the blockchain. And that says, I own it. But what you're not doing is actually putting that JPEG on the blockchain, right? What's happening is these companies are saying like, oh, well, if you want to own the rights to this JPEG, we will put your deed on the blockchain. And then everybody that runs runs Bitcoin, or in this case, Ethereum, which is <laughs> very similar to Bitcoin. I got some of that. We'll have a, a record of this deed. And then you can say... I want to pay money to move this deed from me to somebody else. So instead of moving Ethereum, you're moving this deed, right? And that's all an NFT is. It's literally just you putting the deed to some arbitrary thing into this giant ledger that everybody in the world agrees on. Here are the the fundamental problems. Number one, it's a JPEG. Anybody can download a JPEG. If I download a JPEG and you download a JPEG, they are identical, down to the last bit. There's literally no difference between me having a copy of a JPEG and you having a copy of a JPEG. And there's no way to track the provenance of that file, right? It's bits. It's zeros and ones. I can put those zeros and ones on my computer, and it is undiscernibly identical from every other copy of that JPEG in the entire universe, right? And so what actually, what do you own? Right? You have a deed to something that anybody can replicate and distribute for free. There's no enforcement mechanism. I can't stop anybody from having a copy of that JPEG. And like it's like, all right, well, maybe you own like the, the rights to it, but like what does that mean if it's being distributed freely? The like original you, you own, quote unquote original. But there is no there is no concept digital. of original because yeah. the original is identical in every way to all of the copies. Yeah. Right? So with a painting, you can own the original. Somebody can take a photograph of it. They can create a duplicate, having like a master forger create a forgery. But that doesn't negate the fact that the original is a distinct, unique thing that exists in the real world, Mm -hmm. right? With a JPEG, there is no such thing as the original. Because the original is, if I put it on a hard drive and then I put a copy onto a different hard drive and then I mix the two up, there's no way to tell which one came first. Yeah. So, right. That's sort of bullshit. 
Um, the second thing is that the way NFTs work today, they don't store anything about the actual deed on the blockchain. What they do is they put a URL to the deed on the blockchain. Now, the thing about URLs is that they kind of suck yeah. because you can just put whatever you want there, right? So if this NFT company takes your money and you pay $150,000 for like a JPEG of, I don't know, a furry, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, well, why well, well, have to be that one? <laughs> how about a Furby? A, a, a $150,000 for a, a JPEG, <laughs> an animated GIF of a Furby, right? And it's gone, yes. Uh, uh, and <laughs> you own this now, right? Worth it's the money. It's a URL. Every cent. To the deed that gets put on the blockchain. Well, now this NFT company says, actually, instead of having that URL pointed at a deed, I'm going to have it pointed at a picture of Goatsy, right? <laughs> okay. They oh, can do I've that because they own the URL. <laughs> they own the domain name. Or maybe they forget to pay their bill for the domain name and the domain name expires and some other schmuck picks it up. And now they just say, I own all of these NFTs, right? All of these URLs to all these deeds, they belong to me now. There's nothing you can do to stop that, right? Like there's nothing actually on the blockchain that's a, that identifies you, the human being who owns this. There's nothing that identifies the thing that you own. It's just a reference to the company that sold the thing to you. So in summary, don't fucking waste your stupid money on NFTs. If you're going to blow your money on, on dumb things, I don't know. Buy like Harry Potter trading cards. That's Harry what. <laughs> Just yeah, as the moral of the story. I, I want the Harry Potter trading card for shitting on the floor and then teleporting your poop away. And that's there's one that, that's the only one I would pay for. Where you damage yourself and it means it's like absolutely pointless. I don't know why anyone would play that in their deck. But anyway. <laughs> That was, thank you for that hot take. It's been yeah. a minute well, since we heard from hot, Basta. Fun hot NFTs are essentially just the cryptocurrency new tech bro lingo for buying a star. Hey, Doug, it's your birthday. Yeah. I bought you a star. Yeah, Do I have feels really lame. Proof? No, but that company no. has my money now, and I have a piece of paper that says your name on it. That's exactly. It. That's super. I feel like it's, uh, I don't That's know. That's absolutely I've, it. I've yeah. considered that for certain uh, Valentine's Days being like, oh, that's romantic, right? And I, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, that's just Here's really the thing. lame. You can tell that person you bought them a star. You don't have to, though. Exactly. Hey, they got the gift. You saved some money. They don't yep. know the difference. You know, take your money and donate it to, to save the children. Have some poor Bolivian kid, you know, get a vaccine or something or Here's adopt the cat. If you got enough money. Adopt a cat. Yeah. To even yes. Think about buying NFTs. Why don't you just literally burn it? Just warm yourself up for the night, because that'll be more efficient of that money than... Yeah, I mean, you, you could also buy real art, which hey, will appreciate in value. Support the arts. Right? Buy real physical art. It's great. This, this gets like real deep into, into ownership theory, right? Yeah, like, what does it mean to messy. own something? If you own a JPEG, that JPEG isn't going to become more valuable over time, because anybody can have that JPEG. Right. But, but with artwork... It becomes more valuable over time because you can't just go and own the Mona Lisa. You can yes. own a picture of the Mona Lisa, but the yeah. picture is easy to replicate, right? Like the, the, having a printout, me like hooking my printer up to my laptop and printing a picture of the Mona Lisa, anybody can do that. And so it's worthless. But the original Mona Lisa will appreciate in value because more people want it. And so more people wanting it makes the value go up. But if the thing that you are buying is something which is 
universally available for essentially free, then there's there you're it's not going to generate revenue for you. It is it is exactly like owning a star, right? Like there's infinite number of stars in the sky as far as we're aware. What what it doesn't create value yeah. for you. It doesn't give you anything. You can't have it. Anybody else can just point at that star and be like, "No, actually, it's mine." <laughs> like. It's it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I had an argument at work with a guy who's saying, oh, you could use NFTs to sell concert tickets. And I was like, yeah, but you could also just not. <laughs> Here's a wild <laughs> like, idea. You could just sell the concert tickets. And they were like, well, you know, then like anybody could like trade the concert ticket to somebody else. And then you could like prevent scalping and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but like, what are you going to do? Like show up at the at the gate to the arena or whatever and they're like okay where's your ticket and you're like here's my private key like how the how do you actually use this concert ticket right like how do you print out an an nft of a concert ticket or like am i just not allowed to pay in cash anymore and like if i am if i'm like paying in cash and then it gives me an nft i'm just i just i just want to print out the ticket so it's not an NFT anymore, or it is an NFT, but then what if I trade the NFT to somebody else but still print out the ticket? Like, it just seems like such a dumb idea. Just don't do that. You know, like, this doesn't solve a problem. Like, we have databases. Just put it in a database. That's what they do today. It's just, it, it's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it seems really dumb. It's really, really dumb. There's it. It is a solution without a problem that it solves. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just like hogging up time now no it's all good believe me basta we have it's fine we nothing have nothing else. that's the thing we're just gonna talk about games which honestly i'm afraid to too. ask you oh you do? I've been, okay i've been good. playing so many fucking right, games well, I, let's this let's past week in. i uninstalled them from my phone because i was like i'm never playing Knew this it. game again it's all phone oh games. yeah did you have last time we talked to you was a million years ago are you still playing that cat game i gave up on the cat game i'll tell you why the cat game i really wanted to finish upgrading the island yes and i wanted to unlock like all of the like little regions that you can have the thing that is frustrating is that you can break down the game into a cycle and so you need to um basically buy cats and to buy the cats you need to increase the amount of money that you make per second and in order to do that you have to do these like chores right so you have to Watch an ad by clicking on the ghost whale thing, right? Or, you know, take pictures or... And half of it is just sitting around waiting for stuff. It's not even timer farming. It's just waiting. Yeah. Um, And then the other half of it is just watching ads. And the further along in the game that you get, the more ads you have to watch. And when it got to the point where it was like, watch 10 ads and the ads are available every three minutes, I'm like, you know what? No. I'm, yeah. not, I'm just not going to. I'm not That's going to sit here. That's just what that game is, yeah. For 30 minutes Don't on a game that exists only on my phone, there is no cloud component, and watch th- 30, 10 ads over the course of a half an hour so that I can earn, like, one fucking point out of, like, the 12 that I need. It, it, absolutely not going to happen. I, I'm just so done, so over it. Yeah, um, for those they, unfamiliar, it's a game called Dear My Cat. I still enjoyed my time with it, but yeah, yeah it did reach a threshold where I was like, okay, yeah, like Bass is saying, I'm really, like, I'm not going to wait for this. It was nice. I enjoyed the art. Um, I enjoyed the the concept. Yeah. I think the thing that was unfortunate was 
it really banked on the fact that if you got far in the game that you were going to spend money. And I wasn't willing to spend <laughs> Same and, here. Exactly. The, the in-app costs were an order of magnitude greater than I was willing to pay. Um, oh, yeah. Even if, even if I was invested to the point where I would spend money on the game. And like, you know what? It's a fun game. Would I pay yeah. $10 for a fun game? Yes. But I am not willing to pay $100. Exactly. For a package. Ads. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just ridiculous. And... um. When you could spend that $100 on your actual cats IRL, unless people are playing yes. this game being like, I don't have cats and I'm just doing this because I want to experience like the cat life. But no, if you have real cats, yeah. uh, spoil them instead. <laughs> the second thing that turned me off, they released an update, which I believe was after you stopped playing, where they introduced like three new mini games that were Ooh. like persistent. And so there okay. was like a puzzle one. There was like a loot bag one. And the loot bag one was literally just wait for a loot bag to appear and then you open it and then you, there's like three chances and it used points. It's like this layered system of like generating dopamine and it's like yet another way for them to nickel and dime you into like buying points to buy chances to open loot bags, to get nice right. things. Oh yeah. Um, and then you had like a one in 20 chance of getting the piece you needed to unlock a, a rare limited edition cat. And you have four days to do it and you need like 20 of these pieces it's like, you know what? Absolutely not. Right. Like if it's gotten to the point where I can't even get all of the things in the game because I'm I, I, I physically cannot accomplish this without spending money. I'm just I'm over it. So that wasn't the game that I wanted to talk about, but you brought <laughs> it up. Bad. And so there yep, was I had to. Maybe, yes. Um, but here's the thing. The game, like most mobile games, is also similar to NFTs. They're not counting on everyone spending money on them. They're counting on just three big idiots to just drop a yeah, ton yeah, of like money me. On them. I'm the trying to drop a ton of money. I'm putting this episode up onto the blockchain. It sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So putting a second mortgage on your house to uh, <laughs> pay for the NFTization of this episode. I, I oh, we should probably it. wrap this one up just for my budget's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest episode ever. So the. Uh, the first game that I... So I started playing games that I saw in Instagram ads. Oh, Jesus. You're still doing well, that? To, to see whether like they a, were bad a theme not. song for this, too? If we do, I'll play it. Okay. <laughs> so... The first one, you guys have all seen the, like, pull the pin games, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So this game was advertised as the actual game for that. Like, because those games are all scams, right? It's like a mini game that appears once in, like, a much larger fucking Candy Crush-ish yeah. sort of bullshit it's a bait thing, and switch. Right? Everybody right. knows that it's a bait and switch. You know, you're not actually saving this fucking fish from lava or whatever. This game was billed as, it is that game that you actually want to play. And I will give them credit. It kind of is. <laughs> well, kind of. Um, Interesting. So the the premise of the game is that it's like uh, one of these sort of like uh, uh, things falling from the sky and there's like funnels and stuff and then there's pins and you've got to pull the pins in the right order to get these colored balls um, to f drop into like a jar, basically. Mm -hmm. Um I don't even remember the name of this game. I'm not recommending it. I'm I'm bringing it up. If you see it, you, you'll know it. Um, it does exactly what it says on the tin. 
the way that you progress is by just solving these levels. Every level takes about three seconds to solve. And then there's a little animation where there's confetti. And then it shows you how many points you got. And it like it takes longer for the, the gravity in the game to like make the balls fall and then show the little animation. And, you know, then there's an ad after each level. Um, and that's all it is. The game, the levels don't get harder. They're just more of them. And so the, uh, the, the sort of like draw to it is that you can, as you get more points, you can unlock, um, different like skins for the balls. So you, instead of having like colored balls, you could have like little popcorns or other stuff. Cosmetics, the lifeblood of all instead of the little like hook, like sheep hook pins. Um, it's you could turn it into like a broom. Um, eh. Uh, (laughs) it it was honestly a giant waste of time. I I, I played it for 10 minutes and I was like, okay, now I'm done. The only thing that was even remotely fascinating about it, it had this like weird side quest where you like built a city. So you earned points by playing the game and then you could like put down houses on this street and like grow your houses and then upgrade the houses. And then they produce like these special points that could be used to like purchase upgrades entirely separate from the pull the pin gimmick. Hmm. I don't understand it. I don't know where it was going. I have zero interest in finding out. Um, (laughs) Save your time. Uh, It's not worth it. The other game that I played Y'all are going to judge me so fucking hard for this. I already Uh-oh. have judged you a long time ago. Do you Hentai enjoy game. games, Basta? Because you, you know, only play mobile <laughs> games, and it's always the most rage-inducing thing I've ever heard you come across since NFTs. Like, you so, seem to hate all of them and play them solely for how bad they are. Is that part of this whole bit that he does this so our yeah. listeners don't have to? Exactly. Yeah, you do enjoy, this is a public you, service. You have to enjoy some part of it, or else you wouldn't keep doing it, unless it's some sort of sadomasochistic self-pleasuring thing where you're hurting yourself the games are fun for the period of time that i play them and then i get tired of them and uninstall them um yeah also i will say i downloaded an ad blocker for uh android it's called rethink dns i use it and it just blocks the ads um by blocking the google ad server that these ads go to oh Um, wow it's great I love it. Um, you just turn it on, turn it off when you're done. Cause it does fuck with cer- certain things. Like in Chrome, it shows like preview images sometimes. And like, they, they just don't appear if you've got the ad blocker on. In any case, the second game that I played merge dragons, everybody Sounds in the, great. in their fucking brother has seen the ads for merge dragons. Um, it's the one where you drag like three objects next to each other in this like isometric looking world and then they combine into one and then you drag that next to two of another thing. And then, you know, those three combine into one. Yeah. I've seen that. I thought to myself, how is this a game, right? How is this a game that actually exists? How is this fun? It turns out it is. It, and it's actually <laughs> not bad. The, the game is surprisingly cathartic. It's by Zynga. Um, they have a Jesus. whole family of merge. Still? family games um it, it it is exactly like it looks in the ad um and it, it's honestly quite fun to play but but the game is at its core a timer farming game mm-hmm. so you have these levels and you progress through them linearly and you solve them um in some cases you need to like 
uh, merge things in a certain order. Um, there are certain things which can't be merged. And so you have to do things uh, by like getting bonuses that are like in different parts of the screen. Um, the puzzles actually aren't bad. But what happens is your dragons, which sort of like uh, collect energy that like clears the fog of war in the game um they get tired and then you have to stop when they're too tired um and then you have like a little home base that you can go back to which is uh a lot like the 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 sort of like mergy area that you see in the commercials um except you can only do so much work and then your dragons there get tired and you can't do any more work and then you have to wait like 25 minutes and so the game basically prevents you from playing continuously for more than 20, 25 minutes at a time. And then you've got to wait an hour and then you can play for another, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then you got to wait an hour. And I, I, when I install an app, I immediately turn off the notifications for it because fuck you. If you think you're going to start spamming me with notifications, your dragons are awake and ready to go. No, like I'm at (laughs) work. It's 4 PM on a Tuesday. I do not need this. Um, They live on my time. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't mind it being a little timer farmy, if you don't intend on playing it more than 15 minutes at a go, I say go for it. It's actually not bad. Um, It's just really fucking annoying if you want to sit there and waste 35 minutes, 45 minutes. um, And you can't. And you can't, yeah. Uh, The last, last, well, I have two more games in my pocket. I don't know. This is just farm. Go for it. No, please do, because the listeners have heard nothing but me and Bren for uh, the whole year. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at pictures of this merch dragon. This is just Farmville again. Um, The the picture that you sent is somebody who has gotten extremely far in this game. Um, This is the sort of like mergey area that um, like your home base, I think you might call it. Uh, your home base, you sort of need to accrue resources and then uh, merge things in that area. This per- Sounds like Farmville. This person has literally just um, accumulated a bunch of bonuses that they haven't unlocked. So, like, imagine if you could just, like, store up loot crates that you haven't opened. That's basically yeah. what they've done here in this screen. They're flexing hard. Yeah, They're, gotcha. they're flexing extremely hard. Um, they must be so, so proud of their achievement. There is a game, I am positive, that both of you have seen the advertisements for this. It's called Nonograms. And it sort of looks like a weird Sudoku where you've got to fill in a grid. Um, there's no numbers. It's it's just like black and white, sometimes colors, and it makes like an image from the grid. Oh, it was Picross. Yeah, sort of. Um, it's actually not bad. Uh, there's a good amount of strategy to it. Um, I can play this game for like a solid 20 minutes while I'm doing cardio no problem, right? And the time just flies by. The worst part about it is every time you solve a level, there's an ad. Ad blocker completely gets rid of it. Um, this game, I will recommend. Hmm. However, there are multiple versions of the game. The black and white version is the one that I would recommend. Do not get the color version because the color version actually makes it easier despite what your intuition might say. Um, in the, you remember like a year or two ago, I got really into Sudoku when I was talking about like all the weird fucking moves, the like double pincer lobster move and everything. You can sort of go down a bit of a rabbit hole with this game. I've sat down and like figured out the strategies, right? So it might say that there's, uh, 
um, like a certain number of uh, black tiles and then, um, you know, like a certain number of other black tiles. And you can do a little bit of math in your head to figure out which tiles are definitely um, black and which ones are definitely white. Um, and if you memorize those numbers for different sizes of grids, you can get pretty good. So for instance, if it's a 15 by 15 grid, right? So three, three blocks of five by three blocks of five. And it says that there are 13 black tiles, 13 adjacent black tiles in a column. You can basically fill in, um, oh God, one of my cats is very fast. Uh, the middle, (laughs) got the zooms. The middle 11 blocks, right? Because if you start from the top and count down 13, and then you start from the bottom and count up 13, it overlaps for uh, 5 plus 3 plus 3. Uh, and so then the top 2 and the bottom 2 are left unknown. And It's like Minesweeper. There's going to be some yeah, like guaranteed exactly. spots where it's like, this is absolutely going to be filled. Exactly. Right. And it, if you have, um, for instance, like a, a five by five grid and it says that there's a two and a one, right? Well, if you put, if you start at the bottom and count up, you get like black, black, white, black, white. Or so like the top one or the second from the top one needs to be black. Um, and, and then the next one has to be white um, or black from the, the two below it. But the next one has to be black. So you can sort of start filling things in. And as you fill things in, it, it helps you with other rows. It's quite good. If you're into strategy games and, and you like Sudoku, but Sudoku gets a little tough because there's just so much complexity, this is the right balance of it's it's a little bit of like a brain puzzle, um, but also it's... Uh, Zen enough where you can relax to yeah, it. You're, you're yeah. You're not sitting there. It's, like, it's not like a chess game. Um, yeah. Great. That it's a sense. great pooping game. Great pooping game. <laughs> there we go. And there's plenty of uh, other pit cross games out there that is like just pit cross. And then there's like I think Murder by Numbers is like a murder mystery visual novel based around pit cross. So like people are really exploring with the genre and stuff. So there's more options. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as far as the games me and Brent have been playing, I can't speak for Brent, but I've been playing more Fall Guys and Dark Cloud, and still stuck what on that shock. Dark Cloud. I will, dude. All right, this boss. I I'm starting to go back to previous levels with Ruby, the the genie, and I'm trying to like upgrade her weapons and just like make it so that when I get to the phase two of this final boss, that I can actually do some kind of damage and make make it past that phase. Apparently, the third phase is the hardest. Go figure. And uh, yeah, I haven't even gotten there quite yet. So. It's going to be interesting. I might even take a stab at it tonight on stream. We'll see. But uh, yeah, not a huge update from us. But uh, Brent, how about you? I, I throw the shade, but I can't back it up. i playing Binding of Isaac still. I yep. think I mentioned it last time. I pretty much plateaued progression-wise. So now I'm just replaying it just to see all the new items and see what combines into what now. Um, I'm actually playing it right now as we record. It's in the background. God damn it. You would. <laughs> uh, check that off the bingo uh, list. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's the thing. Uh, I was going to say, thank God we had Bass on for this one, or we would have had a really short 400th episode. But that's the thing. Uh, since we have three of us, let's play a really quick game of I Was the Walrus. Oh, fuck you, dog. <laughs>
have all the categories prepared, so it should be a pretty quick one. But and I okay. figured this is the episode we should do it on. Uh, so Bren versus Basta. Let's see what you guys think of these first categories. Um, this feels like it should have been done and never has been, but and I think I heard it on somebody's stream or somewhere. I can't even give them a shout out, unfortunately, of where this inspiration came from. But if your dick made a noise every time you got a boner, what noise would it make? Oh. So let me oh, know. Bravo, when you're ready. Douglas. On this <laughs> it's, it's ABTS. We got to do it. It's, makes, it's the 400th episode. This deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so let me know when you have an answer, and then I'll count us in. <laughs> I mean, like, there's so many easy answers, but I feel like there's a really good, like, I'm gem sure. that you could find yeah. somewhere. Like, ah, the perfect sound effect. Exactly. I'm giving you this opportunity. And yeah, none of the follow-up categories are as good as this, so I figured we'd start on the gym. All right, I've got an answer. Wait, hold on. Sorry, you're saying this one's the gym quick? This is the best? Yeah, uh, the rest of them are just, you'll see. Brent, it's all, I think your there's expectations a for the quality of conversation games on this show is much yeah, higher than it I think there's be. a reason we stopped doing these conversation games. Yeah. I know the do quality you want, Do you want me to bring out some Tunnel of Loves? Because, like, you oh, know I will <laughs> leave right now. No, we'll do that next time we have Bass on for sure. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> Like there's, uh, there's obvious jokey ones. There's like the, yeah, the, the sad like car horn one that'd be good. That's the cool thing is whatever you guys come up with, I'll try to find those sounds if I can. <laughs> oh, now it's a challenge. Uh, boy. Yeah, I got an answer. All right, round one, guys. Uh, let's start this one off. Three, two, one. What sound does it make? Uh, let's start with Bren. The Wilhelm scream. Oh, Jesus. That's a, a famous yeah. sound effect in a bunch of movies that's used. Just I, It's from an old cowboy movie. I'm guessing it's a public domain because it's just abused in movies like as a, as a weird joke between audio engineers. And it's you've heard it a thousand times, whether you know yeah. it or not. It's in Star Wars. It's every Stormtrooper scream. You're about to hear it right now, listener. There it was. All right. So, yeah, everyone's familiar with that one. That's yeah. a good one. It's definitely going to uh, startle your lover, but that's fine. Listen, yeah. if it's my boner, no one's happy about it. Screaming yeah. is the appropriate reaction. I, 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 God can't, damn it. I can't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> my answer is the sound of a can of beer opening and then the sort of like frothy pouring noise. God damn. Ugh. Yeah, that's... Uh, that makes me like s- sitting in a dentist's waiting room, and you hear... Like, <laughs> like I, there's, oh, man, I'm there's torn. the, like, Pavlovian response that's, like, kind of ingrained in some people, where, like, you you automatically, like, you know, unclench your jaw and, like, relax your muscles in your body when you hear, like, a noise like that. But just the association of fizzy and <laughs> And just, just liquid. I was make. thinking to myself, like, if you hear that, you would think, like, oh, no, is something spilling? But I don't know. No, it's probably fine. That's more enticing than a scream, actually. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to go with that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that one's uh, going to Basta. 
All right, round number two. Like I said, there's a little bit of a theme here. It's all about uh, the senses. Uh, If you could make your spit taste like any flavor, what would it taste like? And the reason I went with this is because of the whole Spit Monk episode we had not that long ago. It feels like it's probably forever ago at this point. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. If you could make your spit taste the way you want it to, what would it taste like? Let me know when you have an answer. For, For my sake? Yeah, for everybody's sake. I mean, not necessarily who you're <laughs> kissing and I'm stuff. I'm spitting into people. Hey, you want a taste of this? You want a hit of this? And I'm I mean, God damn it. the lifestyle that I lead, a lot of people taste my spit, all right? <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, if it if it's for the benefit of others, you know, that's one thing. If it's for me, do I want I think it's have- for you. Is Why is this it constantly like my mouth? It's constantly. Like so that's the problem. The like, yeah, like even if it's something like one of your favorite flavors in the world, you might end up not liking it anymore. Yeah. But so, yeah. all right. So could it be like a flavor enhancer? So like, say if it was like lime juice, and you're just going around a party and just hocking a Luki into everyone's drink, be like, bam, got a little shot of lime in there. Like, I is guess that, you could do that. Is that what we mean by for others people enjoyment? Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking of something a little more lewd, but you know, locking yeah, tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah lo- locking tongues that's yeah sure um hanging with a gentleman all of a sudden his dick smells like pina colada i don't know what happened it's not a weird coincidence my mouth also smells like pina coladas all, all i'm all i'm saying guys pina colada like, oh that's an old joke that's an old joke from the internet now i don't know what you're talking about all right that's <laughs> a early youtube day don't, don't worry about it man um what would it taste like? What would I want it to taste like constantly? Because, I mean, eventually you get bored of that. And it's like, great, now that's just the new normal. Well, eventually you're not going to taste it anymore, right? Like, your brain you will just naturally ignore it. Yeah. So it'd be something I mean, for a good, it, like, if, few weeks. If it's, like, you know, not to go back to the last question, which was a bit of a train wreck on its own. But, you know, if it's, well, like, when you got a boner, what does your spit taste like? Yeah, no, this is constant. You can't control – it's basically like if you go Hawaiian Punch, like, yeah, now if you drink Hawaiian Punch, you're like, oh, I'm drinking a friggin' tub of my spit. <laughs> All right, so mm. it's something that you've got to enjoy for like two weeks and then you're going to be repulsed by from – Yes, for life. the rest of your life. Yeah, okay. but, but it can still be pleasant, surprisingly. I don't know. Just don't pick like pickle juice or anything. Well, see, I was going to pick pickle juice because I like pickle juice and it's very <laughs> acidic on my stomach. God damn it. I actually enjoy pickle juice. The brine. There's nothing Some good. Well, there's a lot of electrolytes. I don't mind pickles. Well, are we talking sweet pickles or dill pickles? God, no. Never sweet pickles. Always dill. Dill. Mm-hmm. Superior pickle. Yeah. I love me a good Velasic. Yeah, good crunch. Mmm. Yeah. Velasic. The get worst on this, is when you get sponsor one of those, this podcast. You get one of those big dill pickles that, that they have like at uh, uh, like food trucks and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a nice crunchy pickle. And you bite into it and the middle so of it soft. is just full of juice and it just fucking squirts everywhere. Like uh, it's, yeah. it's got to be uniformly crunchy. If it's not, it's a waste of my time. I saw <laughs> chocolate covered pickles the other day and it made Ooh. me question everything. I just don't know if that would be good or not. Don't know if it's a regional thing. There's uh, Lay's got chips out there. Uh, Spicy pickled flavored chips. That shit is delicious. Yeah, I can imagine that. They are quite spicy, though. Uh, What are we talking about? Yeah, no. What do you want your spit to taste like? Let me Mm. know. Mm. Mm. I I think I have perhaps the the least bad answer that I can come up with. All right. That's good to hear. Uh, We're just waiting on Bren then. All right. Hold on. Let me... 
Okay, I think I think I got it. Okay, All right, let's see how we do here. Uh, this could potentially be for the win, depending on if it's a shutout or not. But let's see. What when do you, you guys want your mine? spit to take? <laughs> what do you guys want your spit to taste like? Uh, let's start with Basta this time. I would want my spit to just be a little spicy. Like, I'm not sure what kind of pepper exactly this would be, Ooh. but like sort of flavorless with heat. Like hot sauce? And so, oh. so pepper. Oh, just the heat. Just just the heat with like maybe some ambiguous pepper flavor, right? And here's my mm-hmm. reasoning. First mm-hmm. of all, you're going to get used to it pretty fast. And it's not like it's a, 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 a flavor per se. Like it's a flavor, but it's not something that you get sick of. You just sort of tune it out. And what this yeah. enables you to do is it helps you to build up a tolerance to very spicy foods. And so when you yes. have a spicy food, you're like, oh, this is no problem. That's pretty genius. And so that's benefit number one. Benefit number two is that, you know, you've got somebody on their knees blindfolded in front of you with their mouth open. You spit into their mouth and they're like, all right, oh, all right, all right. they got, <laughs> they got right. some spicy spit. You can go somewhere with that. You're playing that game where it's like, what food did I just put in your mouth? And they're like, ah, a jalapeno. It's like, no, I just spit in your mouth. You're like, that's much worse. This is a family-friendly podcast. All right, let's move forward. This has never been a family-friendly podcast. That's the opposite of the description of this show. That's true. Uh, Oh, God. Imagine some dad playing this in the car with his kids in the backseat listening to this fucking show. All right. If if a dad is Uh, playing this podcast for his kids, this is the least of the worst thing that he could be putting on... In, in in front of his children, you know that he is, you know, playing those NSFW Discord channels <laughs> it, it, with the speakers on. Oh yeah, he's listening to that Elon Musk episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, just garbage that no one needs to hear. Yeah, I hope there's a college course dedicated to almost better than silence. Anyway, let's move forward. <laughs> oh, God. It's a suicide enabling course. That'd be a terrible course. <laughs> um, all right. Best to kind of twist my arm a little bit with his idea. I'm thinking maybe an MSG. That would be good. That's not my answer, though. But MSG where it's like, I don't taste this by itself, but then with anything else. Or like salt, like a mild salt, where it enhances stuff like the second it touches your spit. But by itself, yeah, it's so not really too much. Yeah, so you're addicted to your spit? Jesus. Eh, MSG's not addicting. But, I mean, it's also I my spit. It, it just is the flavor. There's a lot of racist backstory to MSG that is just really yeah. unfortunate. Uh, oh, wow. I'm completely unaware. It's pretty mild and, like, not really bad in many regards, but it's just a lot of just races, like most of America's history, just flooded with propaganda and racism. Yeah. Um, MSG's not really even bad for you. Yeah. It's, yeah. And too much of it's bad for you, like, the same way literally anything's bad for you and too much. So, like, water. Um, But, yeah, it's something where, like, if it is just your spit and it has the chemical properties of your spit, then you're fine. But then also it would enhance them. That is a good answer. But I am Brendan. I refuse to stick by that answer. My other answer also has practical properties. My real answer is J.K. Simmons' spit. Because it also tastes like spit. Hold on. It also tastes like spit. So it's just fine. I'm already used to it. And then the practical purpose is, if I ever taste that flavor anywhere else on the planet, I know J.K. Simmons was nearby and spit in something. And I got to figure out what the story is with that. That's oddly specific. Yeah. I, I like then the concept of, of just it being spit still, because then you're just, uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm used to this. My but, life continues on the way it's always been, but now I got a weird J- a specific J.K. Simmons detector. The third category is not that good. We're going with Bastard. That was a really close one. Uh, <laughs> <but> now, 
<laughs> no, I definitely think uh, Pepper was pretty genius, at least as like building up your tolerance to spicy you food don't want an and old maybe man just like enhancing things. But that's gonna suck when you're just eating some like vanilla icing, uh, ice cream. Uh, but whatever. Uh, that was how we play. I was a walrus. <laughs> could have not brought this back dog the third category was gonna be like oh if you can make your shit smell like whatever you want make it Why smell like whatever and Brad would have went yeah. what? I don't well, no, it's all it was all sense related so i was like these are bad senses sm- though i know well then Brent probably would have said i want my shit to smell like shit and i'm like okay well what was the point <laughs> why would i want it to s- i don't want it to smell appetizing i don't want to eat my own shit dog that's it no and that was what I mean, the whole point of that category was gonna be all right if you're eating your own shit, you're doing that kink very wrong. <laughs> God damn it. It's supposed to be someone else's. Yes, millennials and their ass eating. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's see. I think we can maybe do a couple show topics and wrap this one up. Is there anything going on in the news worth mentioning? Let's see. Oh, oh it's not a video game, but it is a game I am putting a good amount of effort into trying to understand. But I got the... I talked about it to you, Doug, uh, last episode off the air. But I got the Hellboy TRPG. So that or TTRPG, so it's the Hellboy oh, tabletop yeah. game. Yeah, uh, I kickstarted it a while back, and the digital copies went out. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's effectively Dungeons and Dragons. It's fifth edition is based off that, but it's Hellboy's version. So you have different races, different classes. It's a lot of the same mechanics, and then they twist and add some new mechanics. Um, cool thing is, there's plenty of content. The bad thing is, there's 250 pages of content specifically just in the core rulebook, and I am like a third of the way through. And I am struggling. So, uh, for anyone who's out there and loves Hellboy and wants more content, there is a Hell game, Hellboy game, uh, Hellboy board game, and now there's a Hellboy TTRPG out there uh, that you get. And there's a lot of stuff. They put a lot of stuff into this, and it's really cool. But it will take some time to understand. Like, I got a few streams up of people who've already played it, just, and I got to watch them just to try and understand how it's actually flows as a game but it's out there for anyone who wants hellboy content and doesn't want to watch that god-awful movie they made recently yeah totally um i saw this one is pretty interesting netflix is making a live action gundam movie so i'm like all right and with somebody directing i can't pronounce their name i'm sorry but i'm sure it's somebody involved with uh or no it's the director of kong skull island yeah yeah Gundam uh for the big mech fans uh I never really got into that anime series but I like me some mech so a live action Gundam movie I'm honestly shocked it's never been attempted before uh I'm sure I mean well debatably uh uh what's the one Pacific Rim Pacific or whatever Rim is like yeah. arguably uh, an attempt at it but it's we'll see I'm not surprised that they haven't done it before just because it's it kind of costs a lot of money for those mechs. Oh, and they're sure. very detailed, and like Kong Skull Island, or like Godzilla, or like Godzilla versus Kong, we don't give a shit about people. Make no, it, we just want to see the action scenes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, he's also directing a Metal Gear Solid movie that apparently was just announced. Jordan Vogue Roberts. Yeah, that's so, the guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can pull. I heard. I didn't see Kong Skull Island. I've heard good things about it. Um, I still haven't seen Kong vs. Godzilla yet, but I probably will. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath, just cause these are usually bad. But, Gundam, there's a lot of, 
it's, it, for anyone who's not aware, there's a lot of different series within the Gundam property. So it'd be curious if they just stick to one of those or if it's just like, hey, it's in the Gundam universe and it can be any character. So yeah. we'll see, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. Um, PS4 news I saw uh, recently is that some user went in and proved that if they remove this internal CMOS battery or if that ever were to die, that even physical games won't play. So it's just raising awareness that like, oh uh, yeah, maybe 10 years from now, if you're playstation 4's uh internal battery dies which it's going to uh yeah you won't be able to play physical games unless you replace it and i think it's just made like kind of raising awareness to playstation and they even said uh in a response if i'm not mistaken that they said there's a potential chance that they might fix that in a firmware update in the future but knowing how they're like phasing out things like the playstation vita store and the playstation 3 store like i don't think they're gonna spend their time making some kind of update for playstation 4s uh so that 10 years from now that their batteries don't die. I don't know. Just very oddly specific thing that people are pointing out and they're just saying, uh, just so you know. I mean, with games and consoles relying more and more on online play, yeah, if the servers aren't still up, if the company's still not supporting it, you're not yeah, going to be able to play that. physical, that's yeah. pretty insane. Yeah, that's I mean, there's, remember, there's systems um, that are always online. So. SimCity 5. Right. SimCity 5, like, SimCity has oh, yeah. always that been was an offline game. And Maxis, was, well, not Maxis, EA, yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you need to always be online for it. And people were like, but why? <laughs> what reason? <laughs> like, why right? do I need to have an internet connection to play Sim fucking City? Mm. Um, that was, like, a big problem. And, of course, their servers went down on day one because, yeah. of course, they did. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's just been a huge mess. The thing is, as these businesses tie their games more and more to online content, what they forget is that you need to test it without the internet component. And it becomes more and more difficult over time to separate the two because the online component and the offline component get so intertwined. And so yeah. the more places where they overlap, be it trophies or... That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. like leader, whatever it whatever happens to be. you know, Even just like general like uh, uh, friend content, it's like it has to be synced online somehow. Mm -hmm. And these developers don't want to test it, right? Like we've all seen how many games that have come out in the last two years, three years that are buggy, even when, you know, you would expect them to work. And we, we want them to not just work, but then also work with, you know, th this degree of testing, which they're not willing to put in for offline know, play. I don't want to call it an edge case because it shouldn't be, um, but when you think about, like, how many people don't have an internet connection but also have, like, a console or a PC, it's, like, it's actually right. really low. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is very low on their list of priorities, and nobody's really demanding that it is the case until after it's already a problem. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. This guy went out of his way to remove mm -hmm. the CMOS battery to prove this. So it's just more or less just something he was trying to prove. Yeah. Um, one – an exciting update, though, for PlayStation 5 is I remember when I first was even purchasing it being like, this is kind of uh, shady that I don't have the ability to have uh, external storage for my game. In an April update, they did uh, give us that capability. Now I can plug in uh, all depending on what uh, brand of uh, external hard drive you're using. You can now put move games to that external hard drive because, yeah, I was getting to a point on my PS5 where it's like, oh, you're trying to install, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto 5. It's like you got to remove some games. I'm like, I don't want to. 
So, mm-hmm. and I know I have an external hard drive for my PS4. I'm now, I'm curious though, if I could just unplug that from there and plug it into my PS5. Eh, seems like I might not be able to do that. I'll do some research, but it's exciting to see that update finally come through. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, uh, not gaming related, but it's interesting. Urkel's got weed. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's fun. Yeah. Jaleel uh, White, the actor most notably played Steve Urkel in Family Matters and the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the old animated series. He's got yes. his own brand of weed now. That's Urkel. awesome. Good for him. Purple Urkel. Yeah, that's a great name. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure people probably Somebody tried that before him. Somebody said the for it is, did I smoke that? And yeah. quite yeah. honestly, I think that's probably the best marketing <laughs> that anybody <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Listen, hey, if people are going to associate a brand with you, make it your own. Yeah. <laughs> make it weed. Exactly. Fucking own it. Uh, and then actually gaming related is uh, Nintendo had uh, another direct recently and it was all indie world focused. So all the indie games for the switch that are coming out. So we saw a lot of uh, people were once again, very upset that the very specific thing that they were hoping for that they knew was going to be announced at this uh, direct wasn't announced because there was no evidence there would be, there's no reason to, uh, there would be any announcements like that. But nerds got worked themselves up into a frenzy and they got pissed off at the company for doing every a thing time. Yeah, every sure. time. Um, yes, I would also like to know about Silk Song's release date. No, I'm not going to start harassing the developers of when the release date will be. That's not how these things work. But that's how they think. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it was Indie World. They showed a lot of indie games. We got more footage of uh, Route 96, which I said before uh, looks like Life is Strange, but if it was good. Uh, so we'll see how <laughs> hey. it goes. Listen, I like the first one, Doug. We've talked about this plenty of times. I think it's gone hill down or downhill since. Gone but, hill down. Oh, but dude, yeah, downhill uh, gone since. Before uh, the storm was great. Anyway, debatable. Uh, another title that was announced was Aerial Knights Never Yield. Bit of a wordy title. Uh, it looks like an infinite or fr- infinite runner, but like a free runner. So it's like a side scrolling one. Um, there's been a bunch of games like that. Like I think Runner is that, or it was a Bid Trip Runner. It's a really big one. Uh, and this game looked pretty neat. The music though is what caught my attention. This music within the, you know, two, three minute trailer, the music already got me hooked. I was like, I don't, I don't care if I ever play this. I'll download the soundtrack though. This music is already amazing. So if nothing else, that'll get, get people's attention. Totally. Uh, there's one called Ali Ali world, which is a, there's like previous game called Ali Ali. So it looks like a same developers of that. And it's kind of got an adventure time aesthetic to it. I mean, from the name Ollie is uh, skateboarding, so it's a very colorful, big shape sort of skateboarding game that'll probably be pretty fun, especially if you want the you got that skateboarding itch that the new Tony Hawk game didn't quite get. Yeah, for most people, um, we got N- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. So that's going to be we talked I've talked about the last few episodes with the uh, uh, Streets of Rage, the side-scrolling beat 'em up sort of games. It's that. It's pretty much a remake of Turtles in Time, but it's a new game, but it's done in that style. So if you've got a hankering for those old arcade-style beat-em-ups and are craving more Ninja Turtle stuff, it's a new game, so it's all new content, but it's done in like very similar in that style, so that'll be cool. Nice. It's funny you bring up that Ollie Ollie world, the game, because we got some listener feedback on our Pinecast recently from a person named Michael X, and they said, I got a game I think Mark might like. He's like skateboarding, right? And then he linked to that trailer, and he says, it's a skateboarding platforming game. Uh, Email me back if he ever does talk about it. So I'll let him know that you mentioned it. And uh, (laughs) yeah, if we ever get Mark on the show, uh, we'll have to uh, get his thoughts on it. 
Thank you very much, Mr. X. I mean, Michael X. Wink. Yes. Keep your identity safe. Uh, <laughs> there's one called Aztec, T-E-C-H. That's like kind of like an ancient Aztec mythology game, but like with a high-tech future kind of style to it. Kind of Honestly, it felt like God of War, but in like Aztec mythology, which honestly sounds awesome so yeah that one looked really cool that was gonna be on the switch like this is all gonna be on the switch so i'll be interested to see how that actually scales well because like witcher 3 is on the switch it doesn't run great but it's there so i'm curious to see how this game would do because that seems like a lot of movement and stuff totally Um, and skull hero slayer i talked about that Uh, i played that for a few hours that's going to come to the switch so that'll be a great mobile game uh and they ended the showcase with it wasn't Silk Song, which everyone was hoping for, or Bayonetta 3, but it was a pretty big indie title that's getting a sequel, which is uh, Oxenfree 2. So, Oh yeah, you were definitely singing the praises of that early in this show. Oh yeah, Oxenfree I think it is can be arguably like a perfect game. Like, I mean, I don't think anything is perfect, everything can be approved to some degree, but this Oxenfree is probably one of the better games I've ever played. Uh, it's just very unique in its atmosphere and environment setting and, st- and storytelling and uh, very excited to see what the sequel d- will do so same very cool all right well i think that's gonna do it for our 400th episode thanks for listening guys i can't believe we made it to this milestone it's absolutely insane let's we'll wrap see this one up another and do some plugs oh god yeah i was gonna say let's uh here's the 400 more uh, we know that's not happening uh but no best <laughs> no, let's uh, you that's yeah, funny. exactly. Um, let's hear some plugs. Bastard, do you want to tell our listeners how to sign up for Pinecast if they want to get lost in podcasting like us? No. <laughs> don't, don't start a podcast. Just stop. Please when stop. You, when you do, it'll be 400 episodes later, and then it'll be like, why have we done this? We could have learned how to play the piano. Um, I mean, you can you can go to Pinecast and sign up at Pinecast.com. Uh, when you're ready for the good stuff, you can get started. Uh with the coupon code spicy spit jk simmons is spit Ugh. the coupon <laughs> code spit yeah for we'll your middle. first month free how about that <laughs> very good and bren how about you you have another podcast i got another podcast using the great services of pinecast because it's nice. cheap uh and it's called Are We There Yet? Where we watch three episodes of an anime or an anime movie, give our feedback of it, and give a little recap. Uh, we tried to convince the one co-host to turn him into a weeb, much like Basta. It is a failed attempt. So now it's more of just a sampler pack of like, is this a good show? Yeah, this one's pretty neat. Uh, as of this episode, we watched... No, what did we watch? I forget already. We watched something and it was pretty unremarkable in my opinion. But... Next week, we're doing my birthday episode. We're watching Gantz O, which is on Netflix, and it's fucking real weird. And if you have no context of Gantz, go in blind and just try to piece together anything. That's awesome. It's Very cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I also have another podcast that's using Pinecast. It's called <gasps> Renovate, a Harry Potter oh, TCG that. revival podcast. Yeah, it's all about the Harry Potter trading card game. I have some really cool so co-hosts. 
Dude, it's extraordinarily niche, but we get some listeners, <laughs> believe it or not. Our most recent episode is an interview with Sammy DeSalvo of the Revival team. So he dropped a lot of mics as far as like the upcoming uh, card set that's coming out later this year, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban related. It's very mm-hmm. exciting stuff. So yeah, definitely check that out. And if you want, uh, I also have a record label, MissedOutRecords.com, if you want to see what vinyl and cassettes are available for sale over there. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. The the band that's responsible for our intro and outro music is a band called Kind of All Right. Head over to kindallright.bandcamp.com to give, get more music from them. But that's going to do it for this one. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from Mark and Whitney and AJ soon. I'll try to get in touch with them. But uh, thanks for listening, guys, and for the support. Yeah, who? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's been a wild year, and I can't believe the show's still going. Thank you guys for uh, being a part of it. But we'll be back next week. See you guys. Love you. See you. Bye.